Style Pancakes here, and joining me tonight on the stack, I have the Southwest Spitfire, Ms. Valentina Loca. And you can see her in SCW Pro out of the Quad Cities, um, Zawa, Winnipeg Pro Wrestling, uh, Shimmer, among plenty others. Uh, please welcome Valentina Loca. Yes, it's about time we've had a Val with a Val. Like, we're having a, a Val Square Power Hour. Love that for us. Yeah, <laughs> just a couple of Vals doing Val things. You know, Val pals, <laughs> a couple of Val pals just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Love that for us. Um, so what were you like as a child? Like, what was a young oh. Valentina Loca like? Man, I, I believe it or not, I actually think about that a lot more, probably more than I should, because like, when it comes to like things that I do now as an adult, whether it be just like grocery shopping or like super niche things, like putting a wrestling match together, I'm like, man, I'm like a whole psychopath low key. Like, <laughs> so when I think about like how I am now as an adult, I was like, oh boy, I probably was like 10 times this as a child. And I am so sorry for anybody who knew me as a child. Cause I think about like just the stuff that I do and I'm like, y'all are just, the most patient saints for having to deal with me like just going back and like looking at old pictures of myself in like 2010 and just cringing I was like the kind of person that would wear like the happy bunny shirts on ironically because I thought I was funny or like the person who would wear like meme shirts like I had a you mad troll shirt with like no context I would just wear that and think that was like normal human behavior so like yeah just a very weird person and just you know trying to trying to vibe just trying to live but like I feel like I've always been a little bit like unique in that way just trying to be outside the box and like quirky and whoa like and even even though it makes me cringe now (laughs) well I you know it's turned you into a unique and interesting adult and not like a boring adult I guess <laughs> sure. I guess being boring is, is boring so I I would rather have those memories to look back on than you know anything else so I own it now 100% like I'll cringe about it and I'll recognize that it happened but I'm like that's just that's just the vibe that's that's what we're going with here <laughs> I was lucky I am old so I grew up in a time before like digital cameras and social media and I'm like Thank God, nobody needs to see that. Oh, like that didn't start till I was in college, and by then I was mostly okay. I've learned I learned to mask. So <laughs> you know what? And I honestly believe that, like, because uh, I hear like my sister, who's also about like eleven or twelve years older than I am, and she's like, "Man, thank God, like the stuff that I did isn't on the internet still." And I'm like, "You know what? You know what? Fine. <laughs> if if my cringeworthy like." pictures and posts like the on this day on Facebook that you can go back and see I was like oh gosh who had a child on the internet like this just you know not saying anything like wild or problematic but just like just being like a cringy teenager like first day back at school and having like those lame like text signatures with like the oh gosh it's just so cringy I can't I can't do it Yeah, I'm definitely glad that that wasn't a thing for me, like when I was in like high school and grade school, because oh, Lord knows I was not normal. I'm still not normal. I've just learned to like shift my not normal mm-hmm. from being like super cringy to like mostly okay. Sure, sure. You know, and I'm hoping the same for myself. Jury's still out, but I'm, I'm going to assume. 
<laughs> so how did you decide to pursue wrestling? Uh, I think like, I guess the, like the cliche, like cut and giants would be like, I loved it ever since I was a kid. So then I decided to do it. But at the same time, I feel like my trajectory is a little bit more interesting than that. Um, I, I never really considered myself throughout my entire life to be an athletic person. Like I never played sports in school, uh, not like elementary sports, not high school sports, not college sports, like nothing, no sports at all. Uh, and I asked my mom, <laughs> now that I'm an adult, why that was so, I was like, why didn't you ever like encourage me to like do like softball or volleyball or stuff that kids do? And just straight up, this woman looks me in my eye and just goes, because I knew you wouldn't be good at that. Thanks, mom. Aww. Appreciate appreciate the faith. Love the honesty we have. <laughs> so uh, with that, you would think maybe athletics just isn't for me because I always did really well in school. Like, I don't know how because <laughs> by the grace of, you know, whatever deities in the sky. But um, I think I just loved wrestling so much that I knew that I still wanted to pursue it. Like when you love something and you have a passion for it, you'll pretty much do whatever it takes to like make it work. So um, in college, before I, I came to the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy to train, I like got involved with like our university's MMA club. I thought, you know, I got to start somewhere. And if I can handle being punched in the face for real, then maybe I can give this wrestling thing a shot. <laughs> you know, that was my thought process. Because again, I'm a psychopath. <laughs> so I did the MMA club. I got beat up for real a lot. I was not very good at it, um, but I survived. And so that was kind of like a green light in my head to be like, you know, I think I think I can do it. You know, you can throw me at the mat, but it was the fact that I kept getting back up. And that was for like something that was MMA. So I was like, man, I'm not really even passionate about MMA. Like, I don't really watch UFC. I probably know like two fighters at the time. Like, this wasn't really like my dream. So if I could survive something that I wasn't passionate about, I was like, oh, yeah. Like we can definitely make this happen with something that I do like. <laughs> Fair enough. And I know you said, I knew, but you said also that you, you trained it at Black and Brave. What are some of the best things you learned while training there? I think more than anything, because like, of course they can teach you how to do like the best hip toss in the world. And they can teach you all the things that you need to be a successful professional wrestler. But most of all, I think they really taught me how much like perseverance I had deep down and they really I guess the way I would put it is they really fostered an environment where you can fail but you can also get back up again and you can succeed despite you know maybe not picking up things as more as like the most athletic guy in your class but you can really just keep going with like an inner strength that you might not know that you ever had I think they helped me realize that and I'm like super grateful for that like just helping me realize that I have so much potential that I might not even realize within myself just by, you know, being encouraging, never giving up on me because, <laughs> boy, I was not great at the beginning. It took a lot of molding, a lot of patience, a lot of messing things up and doing them 50 times over. But like, you know, I'd like to think I'm all right. I did. I did all right. <laughs> so who has had the most influence on you both in and out of wrestling? And that can be, you know, like two different people and however you look at it. Ooh, okay. Ba, 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 ba. I will say 
like in wrestling wise, especially when I first started out, um, a lot of like the older black and brave graduates at that time were always like super helpful to me and just like taking me under their wing and kind of showing me things that maybe I might not have known, like typical wrestling etiquette, like going to shows, shaking everybody's hand, doing those time honored traditions. And uh, yeah, like uh, a graduate from the very first class of the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy, uh, he's not active anymore. His name was Eddie Machete. He was really great and very like instrumental in my time within like the first few years because I had no idea what I was doing. It was more just like a jump. We're going to throw you in the pool and see if you swim kind of deal because like there was no promise that like I would have a career in wrestling like just because you graduate from the school and you survive 12 weeks of what is pretty much like the most intense physical mental challenge of your life. It doesn't nothing is ever guaranteed. So I think the fact that him, as well as another early graduate uh, by the name of Xander Killen, if, if anybody's familiar with him, those two were really like my people. Like they really had no, no reason to really invest their time or energy into like the small four foot 10 little girl from New Mexico. But I guess it was very clear that like I had a dream and I would again, do anything to be good at it. And because I respected the business so much, I knew that I didn't want to be anything less than like my best self whenever I put myself out there eventually as a performer. So those are the first two people just in real life and in wrestling that really impacted me early on and stuff that their lessons I still take to this day and I try to pass on to others. So shout out to them too. So what are your future plans in wrestling? Like what do you hope to achieve? Ah, you know, when I had first started, I had like some really concrete goals. Like I was like, I want to be here. I want to wrestle these people. I'm going to go these places. And now I think my goals are a little bit more abstract because I have been doing it for like a hot minute now, about like four years or so, give or take. And while that might not be a long time in like the grand scope of things, I feel like I've been able to have so many cool experiences and go so many cool places just in that amount of time that it feels like a lifetime (laughs) and like the best way though in in the best way so now looking back at it I think my goal now is just to be happy like that's pretty much like the overall reaching goal that I have like no matter what I do no matter where I go no matter who I wrestle I just want to do everything and I just want to be happy and I just want to you know keep doing my thing Uh, I think early on I had a tendency to like burn myself out really quickly if I wasn't able to like get to a certain place or if like uh, I went to a certain place, but didn't do very well. And then they they didn't invite me back. So like things like that, I really tried to not put so much precedence in, but it's hard when you're young and you want to just impress everybody and do what you can. But now I just want to hang out, have a good time. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. (laughs) So what would you say has been your greatest achievement in wrestling so far? Oh, man. And that can be whatever that means to you. Sure, sure, sure. I think uh, from like a face value standpoint, getting to work with Impact Wrestling at like Slammiversary, which is basically like their WrestleMania, getting to be a part of that event was really, really awesome. I was there 2018, 2019. It was the Slammiversary when they were in Toronto, basically. (laughs) And I got to be uh, one of... uh, you know, the extras that was on TV and on the actual event. So that's something that I always tell people, like my favorite thing that I've ever done so far. But on like a very more like personal level, 
being able to wrestle in Albuquerque in New Mexico where I'm from within like my first six months of wrestling was like really cool like that was probably my biggest goal at that time I just wanted to like go back to New Mexico wrestle in front of my mom show her that you know 12 weeks and $3,500 didn't go to nothing like I'm actually (laughs) doing it like I I, and also just you know carrying that pride with me because like if anybody uh any one of your listeners that's watching right now if they're not aware of me uh I like to make it very very like bluntly that I'm from New Mexico. <laughs> I used to have gear that was like the New Mexico flag. And now I still come out with the New Mexico flag, but just carrying that pride with me wherever I go and trying to be an inspiration for people that look like me, like Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio were for me. If I can give people that same feeling, like that's, that's the good stuff. So what has been the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? Oh man, just existing. <laughs> Is that a weird answer? Like, I think from the get-go, somebody like me was not supposed to succeed, I think. So just like defying those odds and still keeping at it as long as I have, I think is just like the biggest blessing of it all. Because again, not athletic, probably like 100 pounds on a good day, four foot 10, all of these factors that like would tell you why I wouldn't be able to do this. And yet I still am. So I think just overcoming like the obstacle of the improbability is my biggest success. And I'll always be grateful that the fact that I still get to do this and I still get to live my dream. So yeah, man, that that's it. (laughs) If you had an action figure of yourself and it was one of the ones that like said things like had a speaking component, what would you want it to say? And what accessories would it come with? Oh my gosh. I haven't thought about that. That's so funny. Uh, well first I guess I'll start with the accessories I feel like that's important it needs to come up come with a hat I'm like a big hat person not just in wrestling but in life I have like an entire rack of over like 10 hats and they're all like this one's a fitted but I'm more of like a snapback girl so definitely a hat for sure um a bandana for sure either that or like the breaking bad gas mask I feel like that's like my wrestlemania big show type deal but either or um and then of course the new mexico flag (laughs) because why not i feel like those are the valentina loca starter pack (laughs) (laughs) um but if i my my action figure would say anything i think it would just say like hashtag bless up because like that's my catchphrase that's all i say all day every day like the end of my promos the end of my tweets like bless up and so you just pull the string and that's what that's what's gonna say (laughs) Nice. It's like motivating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause like I'm, I'm somebody who's big into lifting each, like everybody up. Like, it doesn't matter if I know you, it doesn't matter if we're best friends. Like I want everybody to succeed, especially in wrestling. So bless up isn't just for me. It's also for the people. So bless up is for everyone. <laughs> it's <is> for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so would you rather go back in time and wrestle yourself for your first match? Or go, or go forward in time and wrestle yourself five years from now? Oh, man. I think... Selfishly, I think I would like to go in like the future and wrestle myself in five years because I definitely would be better than I am now. But at the same time, I think it would be important, at least more important, in like a selfless way 
for me to go to the future and wrestle my past self because my past self was terrible just not good at all like didn't know what she did didn't know who she wanted to be and so I think if I can go back and be like hey it's all right if you don't know who you want to be like just go out there be yourself do your best and everything else will follow because I had so much pressure on myself so early on to be good knowing that I had all these factors and obstacles in my way so yeah I think as much as I'd love to go forward I think I will go backwards (laughs) (laughs) see most people say that they would like to go forward but I always worry is like what if I go forward in five years and like my career is in shambles (laughs) and then and then it's like what did I do where did I go wrong when do I have to figure out what did I do and where did I go wrong honestly Like I always get like that's why it's like that's why I asked the question. I was like, and nobody's ever said that. Like everyone's just like, five years from now I'm gonna be awesome. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right? What if something occurred? I don't know. Like, yeah, there's, there's so many things that can happen in wrestling, and you see it every you know every show. Mm-hmm. For the most part, something happens, or somebody is hurt, or could get hurt, and it's just like, man, y'all out there taking risks. And I, I appreciate you for it because <laughs> it is wonderful to watch. <laughs> well, yeah, we appreciate you for sure. Like I've seen you in a ladder match. Yeah, I've been in a couple now in a second. I've died in every single one of them, man. Like, yes. I have been put through more ladders than I would, you know, like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> I think total in my career, I've been in like four ladder matches and all of them with the exception of one have been like intergender too because I just like dying it's fine (laughs) I was gonna say I think you were the only female in the one that I saw so yeah that was one for now right yep oh that was so fun I love that match (laughs) it's still one of my favorites that I've ever done it was a great time I was like you were in there and I don't remember everybody that was in the match but there's several people but I was like oh this is gonna be good because She's going to be, like, flipping, flying around. Um, <laughs> it was all these, like, big, dumb dudes, so. <laughs> yeah, man. I didn't win, but I got close. I was I was almost there. It was a good match. Everybody out there, if you can find it, it might be on IWTV. I think so. If you look I, up now, now pro wrestling or now this is wrestling. Yeah, I think it's now this is wrestling. And I think it is on IWTV. So if y'all, you should Go check that out if you've never seen it. Worth worth the checking out. Uh, (laughs) So if you could create your own title, what would it be for and how would it be defended? Like, what would you call it? How would you work it? Yeah, um, I think I'm going to go with a predictable answer because I am just a predictable person. I think, oh, like, much like the Iowa State Championship, I think, like, the New Mexico State Championship would be super fun because, like, New Mexico has not only a history of like culture and diversity and all this stuff, but I think our like government stuff is really cool not to toot our own horns or anything, but like our license plates, for example, are super cool. Like they're all like super unique colors and not like your typical like white background, blue letters, not talking to you, Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like, it's just super cool and unique. Like we have one license plate that's black background. Uh, The letters and numbers are yellow. And then it's like red accents and like chilies. That's so cute, right? And then yeah, it is. <laughs> for no reason, they have like a teal, like a bright teal one that's like teal background, 
white accent and yellow letters and I'm like out of teal it's it's great it's really pretty so like heck yeah I think if if I were to do the belt I would do it in either of those like color palettes uh put some chilies on them put like the state outline maybe like a little mustache like we would make it happen it'd be great (laughs) (laughs) would there be any special stipulations attached to it yeah I think this is like a New Mexico thing uh I think before you can get like the pinfall or submission on any match, you have to eat like an entire thing of green chili enchiladas. Like they have to be green chili, no red chili, green chili. And there's a difference to my non-New Mexico folk. Those that know, know it's not salsa verde. It's not like tomatillo salsa. It's green chili and it's legit. And anybody who wants that title has to eat like a shit ton of it if they want to even try going for a pinfall or submission. I'm making that a thing. (laughs) So um, other than like your gear and your phone and like your purse or wallet or whatever, what can you not leave for a wrestling trip without? Like what is something that you have to have? Something like a little bit weird maybe? Um, I don't know if it's weird per se, but I do have like a ritual whenever I go out on the road, doesn't matter near or far, wherever, I have to have a silver monster, because that's like the best flavor of monster, uh, and a beef jerky stick, like those are the two. Maybe I'll also get a string cheese if I'm feeling fancy that day and don't mind being a little bloated. <laughs> but yeah, those, those two for sure, silver monster, beef jerky stick, like I just need those, because I typically don't eat a whole lot on show days. So like the beef jerky is good for protein and at least I won't be dying anytime soon so definitely those two it's like my ritual my thing that leads me right into our next question which um i'm a snackosaurus rex i love snacks i will snack all day long if you let me and even if you don't want me to i'll probably do it anyway what (laughs) other than the the silver monster and the beef jerky what are your go-to road snacks either like on the way home um or I guess maybe on the way there, but what is your go-to like snacks? Okay, for sure. Aside from those, if like I'm eating on the way back, I, I love me some Casey's pizza. Like I, if there's a Casey's that I'm performing nearby, I'm getting some Casey's pizza. Cause I, I feel like I worked hard that day. I didn't really eat a whole lot. So I deserve this. <laughs> like just in their pure, wonderful Midwest greasy glory. Like I tell people who aren't in the Midwest about Casey's all the time whether it be like the regular pizza or like the breakfast pizza, like it's all just great. And it's from a gas station. I just don't understand. <laughs> you know, um, also Midwest. So 10, 10 on the Casey's pizza. I also tell multiple people about Casey's pizza to the point where I'm like, if I'm with somebody and they haven't had Casey's pizza, I'm like overstopping for Casey's pizza. Oh yes. And like Absolutely. in the middle of the night when it's late and you see that beautiful red sign, and you stop in and you go and you know that that pizza's probably been in there for three hours, but you're starving and you don't care. It's still super great. It is. And in fact, that just leads me to like a super fond memory that I have as well, where like somebody had never tried Casey's pizza and I was like, we are stopping. Um, it was a time really early on in my career. Maybe I was like less than a year in or so. I drove all the way with Lainey Luck uh, from Iowa to Dallas just in one go like we just it was it was rough but on our way back from Dallas because we didn't stay the night like literally as soon as the show was done we just came straight back straight back from Dallas 
Uh, so we, I think we were in, we definitely passed through Nebraska. I don't remember if we were already out of Nebraska or still kind of in it. Are there cases in Nebraska? Am I sure? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so I it probably maybe was in Nebraska. Regardless, she was still living in Texas, I think, at the time. Like she hadn't fully relocated to Chicago yet. So she had never tried Casey's Pizza. And it was like 4 a.m. And I was like, we need to stop and get you some breakfast pizza. It'll change your life. And she liked it. I don't know if she's ever had it ever since, but like, shout out to Lainey Luck for trying the Casey's Pizza. She's great. <laughs> right? It like, I, I live in Omaha and I grew up in South Dakota and I've had Casey's pizza my whole life. And I don't know that I necessarily want to live somewhere where I don't have Casey's pizza. Um, <laughs> because that is like at any point during your day, if you are hungry and it's just like, you, you don't want to eat like a lot necessarily, but like that one, like slice of like Casey's pizza just like does the trick every time. Wow, good for the soul. 10 out of 10. Right. So if Casey's Pizza, if you wanted to uh, sponsor the stack or Valentina Loca, um, we're here and we're we available. Are. We are. Maybe <laughs> we can all get in like a three-way sponsorship because I know Mando's is trying to get that Casey sponsorship too. So like maybe they'll cut a deal. Like we just sponsor all three of them for like a set price. Like I'd be in on that. I'd, I'd be, I'd be yeah. willing to split it with Mander's. He's, he's a good good one. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a good human person. Who's also been on the stack? <laughs> Heck yeah. So, um, what is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling? Oh, I was just having a conversation about this with my friend who works in like a corporate environment, and how like we both can just not stop saying the word gimmick for like everything. Everything is a gimmick, and so like whether it's like a noun like oh yeah that gimmick over there or just like an abstract concept like you ask somebody like what's the gimmick and they're like what are you talking about when when in reality you're like what's up or what's the deal I'm like so what's the gimmick with this and they're like what do you what do you mean what is that even what are you talking about and I'm like it's the gimmick everything is the gimmick and I just can't stop <laughs> I hear that most often as the answer to that question and I appreciate the usefulness of the word gimmick. And yes. I feel bad for people that don't understand. They, they don't know what the gimmick is. They just, that's the whole problem. They, they, they don't know the gimmick. <laughs> and like the gimmick, the gimmick can be anything. That's the, the beauty gimmick. of the gimmick. <laughs> yes, the gimmick is the gimmick. And then we're getting too deep. Oh God. <laughs> You've gotten too meta. We we well let's let's move on. Let's move on to something about George Moore. Um, so big drives. What are you listening to on your drives? Uh again, I'm gonna continue with one of my bits that I do on podcasts. So I thank you for indulging me right off the bat, because you know, strap in. This is a doozy. We're about to go on our signature vintage Valentina Loca loves machine gun, gun Kelly rants. I just love that man. I have two tattoos that are inspired by him. They are the only tattoos on my body. Uh, yeah, he's pretty much like everything I listen to these days. My friends like to do this thing with me where they get in the car with me and it's not like so much what are we listening to today it's what machine gun kelly song are we listening to today so <laughs> shout out to my friends for being you know patient and awesome about that and never asking me to change the station once because if they did 
they would need to walk. <laughs> like, hope you like to ride in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, like, I do like other music, though. Like, for example, uh, before I got into, you know, Machine Gun Kelly's whole life and world and such, uh, I was a really big hip-hop head, and I still am. I love hip-hop. It's, like, the forefront of mostly everything that I listen to. Um, I grew up with hip-hop. Uh, it's probably my favorite genre today, which I think is the most ironic thing because uh, we know like Machine Gun Kelly is a rapper. Yeah, but I actually got introduced to him through like his rock stuff. And I had never really listened to rock that much myself. So it was kind of like we were both entering this genre together and going on this new adventure together. And I'm like, oh, rock music is kind of cool. And now you do rock music, too. So shout out to him for inviting me to the alternative rock party <laughs> so have you ever met machine man kelly i have not if i did i feel like i would not be here alive to speak with you if i have i was so close to him though in des moines like i almost pooped myself like i was just like generally so close to him because uh photos by manning if you know him he's great local midwest photographer yeah he was at that same concert that i was he was actually doing the photography for it for the local news i think um so in like his set show uh mjk gets like loaded onto a stage like on a helicopter like he comes in on a helicopter and just like swings through the crowd like real like hbk style it's really awesome he even had like his hbk pants on for des moines it was perfect um but i was actually in the section of the arena where he first got loaded onto the helicopter so when he was going towards the stage, he was like right above me, like right in like eye line. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. This is amazing. So yeah, very close. Not yet though. I will manifest that for you. Please like, do. I want nothing more than for you to meet Machine Gun Kelly. That would just make my life. Like I would no longer need to do anything else in my life. Like cool, I can go home. I can live happy. That's, that's the manifestation prayer circle <laughs> <laughs> manifesting valentina loca plus machine gun kelly 2023 2023 and like putting this out there too manifesting this he has his own coffee shop much like my trainer uh has his own coffee shop here in davenport machine gun kelly has his own coffee shop in cleveland so i'm just saying if any cleveland promoters want to bring me to Cleveland so I have an excuse to go to that coffee shop I would not be mad at it just also manifesting that <laughs> manifesting Valentina Loca in Cleveland in Cleveland make it happen world <laughs> <laughs> I will do the best that I can to get those two things for you in 2023 God bless. God bless you. You're one of the good ones, Val. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make, I just want, I just want people to be happy. If I can help with making people happy, then even better. Yeah, more love, man. This world's getting crazy. So if we can just love each other, wish good things for each other, that's all it is. Right? There's so much to go around. Exactly. So what is your favorite move to take and what is your favorite move to give? Ooh, that's a fun one pretty much everything hurts so it's almost like you know if something's gonna hurt I want it to look really great so I feel like I'm a great taker of moves overall just because you know 
I die a lot. <laughs> I feel like that's been my, my job for the last four or so years just to die. But mm, I did take, uh, what's it called? I forget the move that it's called, goodness. It's kind of like a falcon's arrow, but it's like inverted. Anyways, I, I, I would have to like, I'm bad, bad at explaining things. I would have to actually show you. It should be on tape somewhere. But I remember I got so high up on it and then like the turn was so easy. I just like landed like instantly and it was great. Like I, everybody was like, oh my God, that was amazing. And I'm like, I know, I died. <laughs> um, but also I would say my favorite move to give uh, hmm. back in the day when I was first starting wrestling I didn't really know what I wanted to do so I would always do like the running spinning like AJ Lee octopus hold that I feel like uh, a lot of people use as their finish nowadays and I thought that was super fun because like somebody just throws you up like a pizza pie and then you just like tangle your limbs around them and it's like a, you know a merry-go-round but a pain so <laughs> Uh, a good head scissors, like, from that same position is always fun, too. Always gets a good little reaction. So I don't get to do them very often anymore because I'm often the person who has to yell and make mean faces. So I don't get to do the cool flippy stuff very often. But when I do, when I do, it's a good time. <laughs> so um, do you have any, like, pre-match rituals? Anything that you have to, like, do before your matches? Uh, not particularly. I'm just kind of like a go with the vibes kind of person. Usually it really depends on like what I'm doing that day, who I'm working with, what kind of like event it is that kind of dictates how much time I'll have to like, oh no, you fell and you can't get up. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Take a bump, kid. Take the bump. <laughs> Anyways. Like I was saying, it really just depends on like the time and the place too. Because <laughs> if I haven't been somewhere before, I'm usually like a little bit more reserved so I can kind of see what the situation, what the gimmick is <laughs> with everybody and, and whatnot. But then if it is a place like SCW Pro that I've been to for years, you know, I can just go around and shoot the shit with people and have myself a time without really having to be so concerned with what's going to happen later on in the night. It's like, oh, I've, I've done this before. This is great. This is fun. Enough. so um most wrestlers that i've talked with have like a good either like a really good travel story where like something exciting or funny happened or like usually it's like oh we were in a snowstorm and almost died or like a like indie wrestling horror story where it's like you get to a venue and it you just go what the fuck did i get myself into <laughs> so <laughs> So if you have one or both, anything that you're willing to share along those lines, um, and you can go ahead if you need to um, censor names of people, places, gimmicks, um, locations to like not call anybody out. Sure. By sure. all means. Uh, I don't think that there's anything necessary that I've done that's that crazy to where I would be like, I need to protect this person for their identity. I feel like, you know, <laughs> I've had like a good, a good, I don't want to say like experience. That's not the word I'm looking for. Like a good like track record of like traveling with mainly pretty good people to where we don't have to worry about like 
oh, this was so bad. I can never tell anybody about this ever again. Like, I think just the general idea of like connecting with people, I think is what I like most, like overall. I know that wasn't exactly the question, but uh, I think that's been like the best part of traveling just in general for me is that especially with people I've never traveled with before. Um, there was a good group of guys that I traveled with up to Winnipeg Pro, which you mentioned at the beginning of the show. And it was myself and a fellow Black and Brave graduate, along with some guys from Team Ambition in St. Louis. And so like these two groups of people from like these two really awesome schools in the Midwest coming together to do a drive, like we should have done a ride along. I feel like that would have been great. Like that would have been really good Patreon content. Like see some Black and Brave folks and some team ambition folks try to navigate their way to Canada whoa um uh, watch guess, as we go to Tim Hortons <laughs> right 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 um I guess with that with that whole adventure it was like 15 hours I want to say from where we were at to Winnipeg and we had to drive up there with a rental car um and unfortunately there were some things that that happened where we ended up needing to leave a fellow comrade in North Dakota and I kid you not it took us like an hour and a half and three different motels to figure out where to leave this poor guy because like we were gonna go stay in a hotel and come back and the hotel was already booked so we were like brother we can't drive and come back we will be dead from sleep like we need to find a place to leave you so the countrysides of small town North Dakota are terrifying (laughs) it is just the most deserted like no people no like the first motel we went to, I'm pretty sure was some lady's like house. Like she was at the front desk in between like feeding her grandchildren for breakfast. Like it was just super like yeehaw, nobody's gonna find you. <laughs> like we were just so concerned for this man. And we were like, you know, we're not gonna leave you here. We're not. And eventually we did find him like a holiday in motel situation. He was fine. But just the adventure of like, driving blindly from North Dakota to make sure that our friend isn't like sleeping on the streets for the night was a doozy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, North Dakota doesn't have a lot going on. So, no. And I'd never <laughs> been to North Dakota up until that point. So I had no idea what to expect. You'd think they would have something, but boy, <laughs> were we wrong. <laughs> so like I'm originally from South Dakota, the better Dakota. But um, <laughs> not much different as far as like when you get to like small towns, like mm-hmm. there's a couple like there's a couple like cities where you can like find things like that. But like when you get to those small towns, there is nothing. Nope, not a single soul. I was, <laughs> I was concerned very much so because like I come from a really small town myself, but I think I've been spoiled with like traveling as much as I do now where I'm so used to like there at least being something in like the places that we go. So when we have had difficulty like in that situation we were like what do we do in these situations because the at least like the town that I lived in we had at least one motel and our town was only like 250 people and we at least had a motel so when we couldn't find anything for this poor guy I was like oh my god what in the twilight zone are we doing here (laughs) oh yeah well I'm glad that everything worked out okay um, yeah it, oh yeah he was he was fine once we came back to get him in the motel we made the drive back all was well so it had a happy ending the story <laughs> good good so like outside of wrestling what are your hobbies oh, what do you God. enjoy doing 
You know, that has been the million dollar question. And if anything, it's been like the last few years of us trying to like get back to life after being indoors for a hot minute where I really got to explore that of like, what do I do without wrestling? Because uh, in 2020, obviously like the world wasn't really doing anything. And I had actually gotten stuck in New Mexico because uh, they shut down like our airports and our borders and they took it like super duper seriously. So I couldn't even come back to Iowa for like a three month span, even if I wanted to <laughs> in 2020. So uh, I, I do like hip hop music a lot. I'm like a big like music junkie. I'm somebody who just like loves to, just like devour albums from like start to finish. Like I'm the kind of person that will not listen to an album until I'm sure that I have the dedicated time to listen, like start to finish without skipping, without interruptions. Like I just love discovering like new albums and things like that. And on the last podcast, one of the ones I was on recently, I was telling the host how, uh, for example, Kendrick Lamar, if you know of him, he's, he's a pretty solid rapper. And he came out with like the first album in forever and people were just losing their minds. So I have not yet to listen to that one yet because I just don't have the time to get through it all. But Beyonce's album, we can talk about that. Cause I listened to the whole thing, start to finish 10 out of 10 for the girlies, the, you know, the gays, the days. I love all of it. It was amazing. So yeah, I just, I'm a big, big music person. I love that a lot. Thanks. Do you have any hidden talents? It can be something big or something small. Do I have any hidden talents? I wouldn't call it a hidden talent, I guess, much more than it is just knowing random facts of knowledge at random times. Like, you know, there's not really anything that rhymes with, like, orange. There's no word. No word. That's not very impressive, but I'm like, at random times, I'll be like, hey, did you know that? And they're like, no, didn't. Well, you're welcome. You know, so just randomly spitting out facts that have nothing to do with any conversation at any given time. I'll just be like, hey, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Like, who knows that? Me, I do that. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you would be an asset to any like bar trivia team. Oh, 100%. 100%. I would just be that one person who knows like this obscure knowledge and people would be asking me, why do you know that? I don't know. But these are just the things that I randomly remember for no good reason. I feel it. I also have that. I don't want to call it a skill necessarily, but um, thing that I do. Um, I can't remember anything useful. Heaven forbid. Oh, yeah. Sure. But can I remember a bunch of dumb crap? Sure can. Mm-hmm. I feel it. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, another fun fact that just randomly comes to mind is that song, uh, Semi Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. I like to tell people and just blow their minds because it's real if you Google it. That song is actually about crystal meth and it's so happy and so fun. And it's just about the guy being super doped up on crystal meth. And it's just like, oh my God. It's like an advertising jingle for crystal meth. It is. And people are like, I never knew that. And I'm like, yeah. Lucky you have me around to tell you what's what. All right, bud. <laughs> Bringing you the facts here. <laughs> yeah, people are getting like learned up on the stack this time. So uh-huh. nice. I, I got the you. scoop. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could go back in time, what would you tell a 10-year-old version of yourself? Uh, you think I would tell myself, 
you think that the things you want to do aren't possible because of where you are now. But I'm here to tell you that they are. So like, don't stop dreaming. Don't stop believing in yourself. Like, keep at it because I promise you all the stuff you ever want to do is going to happen if you just believe in yourself. Because like, if I never believed in myself to start the MMA journey and realize I could get punched in the face and live, uh, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you right now. So uh, I hate to like go all like Confucius on you, but like the journey begins with a single step. So if anybody out there is listening, thinking about that thing you want to do, just do it. Even if you fall on your face, even if you get punched in the face, even if, you know, you slip and fall and land on your face, all things happening to your face, you will be fine. I promise. Go ahead and do it. I believe in you. <laughs> well, if if Valentina Loca believes in me, then I I must be able to do it. You know, I I I, I like I get the good vibes. That's what and that's what I'm here for. You know, good vibes, positive vibes. Even when I'm being a mean person, like you seen me be this last weekend, like you know, it's all just. Or maybe I was having a bad day. Who knows? <laughs> so um just a few fun questions and then we'll be able to wrap it up what is the biggest animal that you could take in a fight with just your hands no weapons Ooh. and it can be attacking you so you're not like just like out just there, like, like going up to an animal just punching in the face yeah just oh going God. like ham on a hamster or something right. like. <laughs> my god what did that hamster do to you like um Gosh, that is hard because I do feel like most animals are generally pretty terrifying. Um, I didn't really have like a whole lot of pets growing up. Like the one dog I did have, he was like chained outside. So we didn't really have a lot of like time to cuddle. (laughs) Uh, But if I had to take one my size, I think... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a safe option. If I can take anything bigger, sure. But for 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 you know the sake of the question, I could definitely think I could take like a raccoon. I feel like it's a little squirrely, so am I. Like we can make it happen. <laughs> no, I could see that. Hmm? You're, you're you're kind of feisty, like like a raccoon. Exactly, exactly. I have a friend on Twitter. If you know of him, uh, Travis Huckabee, he's been having a feud with a bear for like a million years now so if he can fight the bear i can fight the raccoon like it'll be you know a wrestlemania of people fighting animals i'll be on that card <laughs> travis huckabee also been on the stack oh yeah he's great <laughs> well, i love talking to travis he was he was super wonderful and i'm aware of his bear feud um <laughs> and i hope that someday um the bear wins you know, justice for the bear. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so how do you take your pancakes? What do you like in them or on them? Oh, I like all pancakes, really. That's going to be like the cop-out answer. But let me get specific. If I had to build like my perfect stack of pancakes, I would do maybe like the cinnamon roll pancakes. I think you might have had them from the pancake house here. In you the know I did. those those guys for sure those maybe i do like a stack of like strawberry cheesecake pancakes those were legit left me some good cheesecake i don't trust people who don't like cheesecake that's just facts um 
And then I think a regular, like you can't go wrong with just like a regular buttermilk stack of pancakes. Like it's real hard to mess up a regular stack of pancakes. So like once you get some that are super good with some butter, some, huh, I was gonna say honey, gosh, some pancakes are, I mean, I guess you could put honey on them too, but you know, I think those are like the top three go-to. Chocolate chip are also pretty top tier, pretty up there. I like, um, sometimes I like a chocolate chip pancake with like peanut butter on it. I have to try that. That sounds delicious. If I'm going to have like a chocolate chip pancake, I feel weird with like maple syrup on it. So like, um, that's usually when I go for peanut butter. Ooh, see, there you go. Teaching me something now. I'm going to try that. I'm going to let you know what I think. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like I'm a fat girl and I'm, I'm the pancake lady. So like it come, goes hand in hand for me. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. You got any other recommendations you'd want to share? Uh, that's pretty much going to be my, my favorite, like kind of out of the box, like try for sure. So 10, 10 would recommend. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> so, um, this question comes from Vic when we were doing lives, he was like one of our top, top fans, always watches used to always ask this questions on our lives. Since we're not doing lives anymore. I always ask this question in his honor and in his stead who do you think has the best gear of all time that's so good Rey Mysterio I'm just gonna say that without thinking about it without you know trying to get too philosophical with it just Rey Mysterio every time every Wrestlemania I looked forward to what he'd be wearing what his outfit would be for like every year and I feel like if you got people wondering what your fit's going to be like every year you got to have some great fit game also the new day shout out to the new day I would say like Rey Mysterio for like all time but like currently like the new day definitely yeah both excellent options so imagine if you will I'm going to take you on like a little journey so like imagine if you will you're hungry you want something sweet you go to the store you're kind of cruising down the aisles aimlessly and you wander down the aisle with all the cookies and you're like that is exactly what I wanted. I wanted cookies, but you don't decide you don't want like chocolate chip cookies or peanut butter cookies or sugar cookies. No, no, no. You want America's favorite cookie, which is the, the Oreo. So you go to the section with all the Oreos in it and there's all, they have like all the flavors now. And you're like, I don't want any of those weird flavors. No, no, no. <laughs> I want like a chocolate cookie, white cream center Oreo, but like you still have options because you can get like the thin Oreos. Or you can get like your regular standard, no frills, OG Oreos, one, you know, just regular stuff. You can get like the double stuffed Oreo, or you can like go ham and get like the mega stuffed Oreo. It's like how much, how much stuff you getting? I'm going to blow your mind with this. And I hope this doesn't get me canceled, but I honestly only started enjoying Oreos as an adult. I can't tell you why other than going back to it because storytelling I'm a psychopath (laughs) I honestly could not tell you why I did not enjoy Oreos as a child I think honestly again for some weird reason it was the cream like any amount of the cream I just was not on board for like I remember distinctly being disgusted by the white cream as a child all growing up even kind of as a teenager I would just like take the cookies and leave the cream don't know why but as an adult now I will gladly, you know, go crazy on just a pack of OG Oreos. Like even the Oreo minis, 
I love them. I don't know what was wrong with me. Maybe it was a developmental thing. Maybe I needed to wait for like my lobes to finish forming after like 25, right? That's the thing. <laughs> but yeah, OG Oreos are my go-to every time. So the unofficial correct answer to that question is the double stuffed Oreo. However, I will tell you that, um, don't ask me why, probably because I'm an idiot and I just like to know things. Um, I don't like to not know things. If I have a question about something, I'm going to Google until I find the answer because I don't need to not know things. I carry around a 128 gigabyte pocket computer that I can literally look up anything at any point with. So why am I not doing that? Why do I have to speculate about things? I don't have to. I can use the resources to my, like the resources that I have available to find the Mm -hmm. answer. And I tell you all this because at some point, and I don't remember exactly what year, they did change the Oreo cream. Oh, okay. That's probably maybe it. Maybe. So yeah, they went from using, I think they went from using like hydrogenated oils to not using hydrogenated oils. Okay. So maybe that changed the mouthfeel or taste a little bit for you to that you enjoy it now. Okay. That might, that might be actually it. Thank you for validating my crazy. (laughs) I was like, cause yeah, that's just like a very distinct core memory for me. It's just like, disliking oreos and also like disliking rice krispie treats to an extent i don't know i just had beef with like marshmallowy white creamy things <laughs> at the time but like i enjoy rice krispie treats now and oreos that's the moral of this story i mean <laughs> maybe marshmallows have also changed their oil content so that it might be a little bit more palatable to you now I don't know. I would have to, you know, science still has yet to know, (laughs) but it was a thing that happened and that might be part of the problem or part of the, the change for you. For sure. I just don't want you to feel crazy. So well, I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing that knowledge with me. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) So what upcoming shows do you have? Well, I will be kind of all over the place these upcoming months. So I would love for people to come out and see me. It's going to be a great time. Um, this weekend on the 28th, you can catch me uh, about two hours from Atlanta. Uh, I will be posting all the information as well as like the poster on my social medias and I will plug that after. Um, it should be a good time. It's my first time wrestling in Georgia proper. So it's going to be great. Very excited. Um, and then I believe a week or so after that, maybe two, I will be in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. I will be at the Hollywood Casino there with the uh, Midget Wrestling Warriors. So we're going to be doing lots of cool stuff. Uh, myself, uh, Zoe Sky. If if you are familiar with her work, she's great. Um, we have like girls from all over the Midwest. Um, I wrestled Little Mean Kathleen from from Beyond a few weeks ago on those shows. It was just a great time. Always a great time. Uh, people ask me, they're like, "Are those like midget shows, like wrestling shows, or like spectacle shows?" And I'm like, "They're a little bit of both." Like, I feel like wrestling fans and non wrestling fans will enjoy them because we still do. All of like the typical stuff that you would see at a wrestling show, like psychology, moves. Basically, I'm having like the same matches that I'm having everywhere else, just also at these shows. So I definitely always advocate for people to come out. Like it's a great time. Um, then from there, um, I will be again with the the, the wrestling warriors. We're gonna be at the uh, what's it called? Texas Motor Speedway, where they have NASCAR on september 24th and 25th we're having two shows a day come out and see me if you're in texas that's also going to be a great time 
Uh, and then, yeah, man, like if I have any other things that come up, I will post them on my social media. You can catch me pretty much everywhere on the internet. Same handle, uh, S West Spitfire. It's like Southwest Spitfire. S West Spitfire. It's my handle on all things. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, PayPal, Cash App. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah, plug plug it all. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. If you have a Patreon, OnlyFans, TikTok, merch store. Do you have a merch store? Um, I do have a merch store. If you go to my Facebook, I have a link, like a personalized link from there. And it takes you directly to my store. So that way you don't have to like Google it or anything like that. And then also I have like limited edition teas that I sell in person. So if anybody wants one of those, hit me up. I can ship it to you. We'll make it happen. Um, it was the same yellow shirt that you had seen this weekend. Those are the ones I keep with me in person. So definitely lots of ways to get stuff from me and support. I appreciate everybody. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. It was really fun to kind of chit chat with you, um, especially because uh, like I like I kind of said before, it's like there's not a lot of women wrestlers kind of in the greater Midwest area in which I and you kind of reside right now. And always excited when I get to talk to people that are, you know, at least in my region, especially women, especially people that are super cool and just like genuinely awesome people. So thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. We'll have to do this again. It was a great time. Thank you. So this has been The Stack. I'm Val Pancakes, and this has been Valentina Loca. Make sure to check her out on all of her social media outlets. And thank you for tuning in, and thank you, Ms. Loca, for hanging out with me tonight. Sure. Bless up, Val. (laughs) 